0: A couple of weeks ago, I was in Congo, and I was wishing to get back to the cold weather, but now I'm wishing that I were back in Congo. <laughs> and um, I love my friends and my home in Congo. I haven't had an opportunity to live there for many years, but the last two years, I've taken five trips back there. And it amazes me to see uh, the joy in worship in the Congolese church. They love singing, and I enjoyed the worship so much this morning. Thank you. And I wish that I could bring them here and have them worship together with you this morning. They love a lot of our old hymns. And missionaries way back when, 80 years ago, took all of our hymns and translated them into Lingala, which is one of their languages. And they love those old hymns. They don't always love the melody, but they love the words. And many times, if today you go to their church, you will not recognize the old hymns because they've totally changed them. The words are exactly the same, but they sound totally different. One of those hymns is the old song. When morning gilds the skies, my heart awakening cries, may Jesus Christ be praised. And throughout almost 10 years of war, they continued singing that old hymn. And as I return now, it's one of their favorite songs, and it takes them about 30 minutes to sing it. And they go on and on. I'm sure this morning in churches across Congo, they were singing, When Morning Gilds the Skies. You never recognize it. It sounds, I'll try to sing a little bit of it for you. E long wingai na chongo na lobi na motemma. Yesu akumama. E baningai mo sala na bondili lokola. Yesu akumama siya kumama. Yesu akumama kumama. Yesu akumama kumama. That's just the beginning. Yesu akumama. May Jesus be praised. (laughs) And so today, know that you have brothers and sisters in the Evangelical Free Church of Congo, thousands, tens of thousands, even 200,000 of them or more, who are praising God, singing, May Jesus Christ be praised. I'm here representing the Evangelical Free Church of America's Ministries of Compassion. And you might not be too aware of Touch Global, but you have people in your church who are active In helping Touch Global be able to make a difference in our world today by reaching out and touching lives who are hurting. And we minister in parts of the world where we are building the church, where we are encouraging partners and nationals and believers there to share their faith in Jesus Christ. And through Touch Global we come alongside and enable them to be the body of Christ in their communities I'm representing specifically the international AIDS crisis in our world today. And as the last couple of years I've gotten to know more of what's happening with HIV AIDS, my heart as a believer and a follower of Jesus has been convicted and broken many times as I realize that there's a hurting world out there. We're calling AIDS in the free church. We're calling it the the transparent pandemic transparent because for so many of us as we sit in our churches week after week our eyes have not been opened to what is happening in our world today our ears are not hearing the cries and our hearts are not broken because of the millions and millions who are suffering because of this horrible pandemic it's a pandemic because it's so widespread and this morning I hope that your eyes will be opened a little bit to the needs of the world because of HIV-AIDS. In parts of our world, every life and every home is somehow affected by AIDS today. I want to put some facts about HIV-AIDS up on the screens. Think of these as people, individuals, children, grandchildren, wives, husbands, just like in your home and in your communities. Did you realize that every single day, 8,000 people die of AIDS? Every day, 6,000 children are orphaned because of AIDS. Every day, HIV babies are born, 1,800 of them, mostly in Africa. And every day, 14,000 people are newly infected with HIV 40 million people are currently infected in our world today. And we have 20 million orphans worldwide because of AIDS. It's estimated that by 2020, there will be more than 40 million orphans because of AIDS in our world. As an evangelical free church, what are we doing as part of Touch Global? What are we doing to minister and to reach out and to be the hands of Jesus Christ in our world? Um, We want to enable you, the church, and God's people throughout the Free Church of the States. We want to enable you to be able to touch people's lives. Touch one life and touch that life for eternity. At the Free Church, we have begun our ministry with HIV AIDS in Africa. And partly that is because of a strong relationship that we already have with the African Evangelical Free Church. Partly it's because of this fact that's up there on your screen. Africa has 10% of the world's population, but 65% of the global HIV-AIDS cases. That is why this morning, as I stand before you, I tell you that AIDS... Touches every church, every life, every community, every family. I have friends in Africa who have lost their whole family. The man that I work with in, in um, Africa who works in Congo, and he's my partner in HIV ministry there, lost his mom and dad and all five of his brothers and sisters to AIDS. And so, Africa is something very real that they face every day. And because of that, we as a free church have begun ministering together with our brothers and sisters in Africa. I've made many trips back there these last couple of years, and at times um, I've felt that maybe God has forsaken my my friends there. At times I've asked God, "Are, Are you really here? And I remember on one of my recent trips this past year, one passage of scripture kept coming back to me, Isaiah chapter 40, where God starts that chapter by saying, comfort, comfort my people, says our God, speak tenderly to Jerusalem. And throughout that chapter, as I was in Congo recently, I I kept going back for some reason to Isaiah 40, where God declares how great and mighty he is but he also says i am the one who carries my sheep and those who are hurting and i hold them tenderly against my breast and i love them and i am the god of all comfort and god has reminded me as i've made trips back to africa that he continues to be the god who loves and who never forsakes And who brings comfort to those who are hurting in our world. Maybe this morning you're sitting there and saying it's interesting learning about AIDS. But why me? Why do I have to be involved? Why do I have to know about this? Why the church? And this morning I want to remind you of who we are, God's people. First of all, we are the body of Jesus Christ. If you are alive today and if you are left here on this earth and if God has given you new life in Jesus, he's left you here to be part of the body of Jesus Christ. You are no longer here to live for yourself, but you're here to live for the one who died for you. We all know that we take on a new identity as a believer, but we become a part of his body. And we're left here in this world to represent him, to be his hands, and to be his feet, to be his voice, to be his heart, and to love those who are hurting in our world today. That's why HIV, AIDS, and the pandemic worldwide is the job of the church. We need to be ministers of compassion to those who are suffering and so we are joining together right now with our church in Congo. And you might not realize it, but in Congo, we have an evangelical free church that has over 900 churches. They are the second biggest free church in the world today and probably will surpass us very soon. During years of war, um, my friends told me that as they hid in the forest, as they ran away from bombs and guns and soldiers that were destroying their villages, they worshipped together in the forest. And churches were born. And people were brought into the church. And so over years of war, we saw the evangelical free church there grow from around 600 churches to now over 900 churches. And, And so our brothers and sisters there have realized that One of their biggest problems, if not their biggest problem today in their church, is ministering to those who are hurting because of AIDS. Their churches are full of orphans and full of widows and full of people who are suffering every day. In Congo, 15%, just think about that, 15% of children are orphans today. Children without a mom or a dad who can tuck them in at night and can bring them to the hospital when they're sick, and who can send them to school. And throughout Africa, when children are left as orphans, they're often taken in by extended family or people in the community, but not given the opportunities of children. They're not sent to school. There's no money for them. There's no money to buy them what they need. There's no money to get them medicine when they're sick with malaria or diarrhea. And so these children live a very hard and harsh life. We are partnering with the Congolese church because they are the body of Christ and we are the body of Christ. You know, the body of Christ isn't just right here at Wayzata Free Church. Or it's not just the Evangelical Free Church of America. But we have brothers and sisters who are part of God's Christ body worldwide. And we need to love and support one another and share each other's burdens and so through touch global as we partner with the congolese free church we can help them be the body of christ in their country why the church why do we need to be involved because we represent the great god of all compassion If you ever want to do a study on compassion, it will take you a long time to learn about who God is and how full of compassion and mercy and grace he is over and over. Beginning with the beginning with when he began to show himself to his people, the Israelites, he would declare that I am the great God of gods and the king of kings and I am the God of all compassion and I love the widow and the orphan and the foreigner who is among you. You too are my people and you must love them because I do. Our God identifies himself over and over, not only in word but in action as the great God of all compassion. God tells us in Isaiah 117, if you could read this verse with me together. Learn to do good, seek justice, help the oppressed, defend the cause of orphans, fight for the rights of widows. I like those verbs that are up there. Learn to do good, seek, seek what? Seek justice, help, help who? Help the oppressed, defend Defend the cause of orphans and fight for the rights of widows. In our world today, women, widows, often have no rights. Often are not treated like human beings. In Congo, I have many friends who, when they've lost their husbands, they lose everything. They lose their home and their pots and pans and even their children Because everything belongs to the husband. In our world today, women do not have the right to say no to their husbands. Many women are infected by HIV, even though they are living a life of faithfulness and a monogamous marriage. Yet, because their husbands are unfaithful, they are being infected. AIDS today is taking on the face of women and children. People who cannot defend themselves and are often innocent of wrongdoing and god tells us as his people i love those who cannot defend themselves and those who are oppressed you too are to love them because you are my people with each minute that passes in africa as we sit here this morning another child Not only is orphaned by AIDS, but another child actually dies of AIDS. Young women in our world today, teenage girls are the most vulnerable of the vulnerable in our world. Often there is no one to defend them. They are used and misused. They work hard, don't have an opportunity to study and go to school. Oftentimes are tempted to sell themselves or just a little bit of something so they can survive. And at very young ages are becoming infected with HIV. We are God's people. We represent the God of compassion. And so we too are to be ministers of compassion in our world. Why the church in fighting the AIDS pandemic? Maybe you say this morning, the government's getting, giving lots of money. You've heard of what President Bush has done and the AIDS initiatives that he has begun in Africa and other parts of the world. Celebrities, big names are building schools and sending their money and going billions of dollars. But this morning, I want to remind you that the church must respond because we are the body of Christ. We represent the God of compassion. And third, we alone have the words of life. The world has no answer to the AIDS pandemic. Sometimes the world is messing up things worse than they were. But we, God's people, have the answers in his word. And because of this, it must be us that, who fight the AIDS pandemic and who brings answers to our hurting world. In Congo today, not only are we doing a lot in just raising the awareness of HIV AIDS through the church there, but we are continuing with um, AIDS prevention through education. And we have done a lot in already translating different materials into French and then into Lingala. It's complicated in a place like Congo because they have over 400 languages in that country. That's in the heart of Africa and about the size of one-third of the United States. But French is their national language that's used in schools. And many people do not speak it. But Lingala is another language that's a trade language used between tribes. And so we are trying to get information and get manuals and books into their languages. So that they have something to work with in these remote villages where people need to know the truth. There are many lies out there and many um, fabrications and and many mistruths about um, AIDS and how AIDS is contracted. And because of that, AIDS continues to um, bring fear into a lot of lives. Many people are dying alone because of HIV AIDS, because people aren't understanding it. And so through um, God's word and through godly prevention... We are helping build the church there and helping them be instruments of truth and bringing words of truth to their communities. We are also centering on pastoral counseling. As I mentioned, there are over 900 churches and many of the pastors in these churches have not received um, a theological education. And so we are working on continuing education for them. And part of their continuing education involves Education for counseling in um, HIV AIDS. Helping them understand God's perspective and a biblical perspective. And then helping them be filled with compassion for those who are suffering in their churches and in their communities. We are also working on, in Congo, setting up voluntary HIV counseling and testing sites. Where people can come to a church. And their leaders are tested, and then they are tested, and they can find out whether or not they are positive. In Congo, people don't have medications for AIDS. Um, antiretroviral medications are almost non-existent there. But as people are willing to face up to this huge problem and find out if they are positive, and as we can offer testing for those before marriage and help people deal with this, um, the truth can free. And as they can find out. If they're negative. That they have a new hope. And a new start. And they can give their lives to Christ. And um, thank him for the life that they have. So all of this is work that's going on in Congo today. Through the Congolese Free Church. And we are helping them. Be able to minister in their communities. And bring the words of life. Um, in God's word. I remember when Jesus he had so many people following him. And at one point, his message was hard. And many disciples, many people left him. And you remember in God's word, when Jesus turns to his closest disciples and he says, What about you? Are you going to leave me too? And Peter responded, Lord, to whom should we go? You alone have the words of life. There's nowhere else to go. And for us today, we need to hold on to that truth. There is nowhere else to go. The world has money and the world has its knowledge and its answers. But we can go nowhere but to Jesus Christ to find the words of truth. Why the church this morning? Why you? Why do you need to be involved in the HIV AIDS pandemic? Because God's word tells us that real love for God demands action. You cannot love God without loving those who are hurting in the world. As I make trips to Congo, I um, love watching the women in the churches there. Early in the morning, you'll see them outside on school steps and church steps. And they are feeding children who are malnourished. Out of their poverty, they are doing what they can to make a corn and a peanut porridge so that children who are orphans and who are hungry and malnourished can have something to eat. They are putting into practice the love of Jesus Christ. In 1 John 3, 16-18, God clearly tells us what love is. His definition of love is different from ours at times. But real love in God's eyes is in this verse. And let's read this passage together. We know what real love is. Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need, But shows no compassion. How can God's love be in that person? Dear children. Let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. This morning dear children of God. Let us not merely say that we love. But let us show our love in action and in truth. We can do this throughout our world today with children like Esther. Esther is one of my friends in Congo who comes from a home of 37, 38 children. Her father and mother, and there were many mothers in this family, the father had multiple wives. He infected all of them. The adults have all died in this family. And Esther and her brothers and sisters struggle daily to survive. Ten of her siblings have died in the last couple of years. One of her sisters was a 15-year-old who got pregnant and had no medical care and died right there in the hut when she was giving birth. Esther has known great sorrow. Esther is missing out on childhood. And God says to us, his people, you can make a difference. You are my hands. You are my feet. You have my love. In your heart, share that love with a hurting world. And this morning I testify to you that God has blessed you. If you live here in the States, God has given you so much. And he has given us so much. He also will expect so much from us. Because when God gives, he gives so that we can use it for his glory and for his purposes. Why the church? The last point I'd like to make is because it is the church that needs to be doing good works to bring glory to God the Father. One of the examples of the orphans that we have helped is a boy named Mohammed. He is from the Muslim community and our church out there in Congo has decided to take children from outside the church as well as inside the church so that they can impact their communities. Mohammed in November, a couple months ago, fell and broke his leg badly. He was not able to come to a ceremony to get a school uniform and to begin school. He had just been chosen for our orphan sponsorship that we are doing with Touch Global. Mohammed fell into a deep hole and broke his leg and the bone was actually outside of his leg. And no one to help him. But our church leaders there heard about Muhammad. And through our program, we're able to bring him to our hospital. Tandala Hospital, which is about 60 miles away from where he was hurt. And he was put in traction and surgery was done. Muhammad will walk again and will play soccer again. And will go to school. And most importantly, we'll know that there's a God who cares about him. A God who loves him. And has a plan for his life. Matthew 5.16 tells us. Let your light so shine before men. That they may see your good works. And the result of that. Is that they may glorify your father. In heaven. And so through Mohammed. Not only the people in the church. Are praising God in Congo. But the whole community. When I was out there a few weeks ago. The cleric from the Muslim Moss came and said, we're impressed with the compassion that we have seen in the church here. Surely their God is a God of compassion. God receives glory when we do good works. And so we as a church have a huge job ahead of us. I believe that we have a threefold job. First of all, it is us, the church. We need to be the ones that offer prevention of HIV AIDS Through the transformation of lives, we need to be offering loving care to those who are dying many times alone because of AIDS. And we need to be instruments of justice in our world. We need to be fighting poverty and discrimination and violence and defending those who are the weak in our world. Through Touch Global, if you'd like, you can be a part of our sponsorship program and our many programs in fighting AIDS, not only in Congo, but in other parts of the world. Our sponsorship program is called Global Fingerprints, because we, as we touch someone, we represent Christ, we are his hands, we leave his fingerprint on the life of a child. And there will be information in the Sunday school room. Trish has information on how you can get online and begin sponsorship of your child. If you would like to pray for the program, pray for the Congolese church, pray for education, prevention, all the programs that they are involved in, in fighting HIV AIDS. God says, comfort, comfort my people, says our God. And today I tell you that our world is a hurting place that desperately needs the comfort of Jesus Christ. As I visit Congo, every time I I go, I have friends who are dying of AIDS. I visited recently this past year and looked for one of my former nursing students who was one of our best nurses, Zagbalafio. He worked in our public health department there. We have 35 health centers throughout that area of Congo. Congo. And I went to find him, and I was told he had been sick for six months and at home. I went down to his little hut, and his wife and children were outside washing clothes. And I said, I'd like to see Zagblafio, and they brought me inside his hut. He was lying on the floor on a mat. He couldn't sit up to greet me. He was emaciated and weak, but he knew me. And I sat with him and his wife sat there and I had no words of comfort to give him. I didn't know what to say to him. And in my heart, I was struggling with God and I was saying, God, have you forsaken him? Are you here? Do you know that he is suffering and dying alone? And right by his head, he had his Lingala Bible lying there and I didn't know what to do. So I picked up his Bible and it opened up to Isaiah Chapter 40. And I looked at this passage and I saw that my friend Zagbalafio had read that passage many, many times. It was all marked up. He had verses circled and underlined and he had little notes in the, in the corners of that passage. And it was torn and dirty. And it hit me. God told me, Rachel, I'm here. My word that comforts you in your hard times is comforting your brother, Zagbalafio. I've not loved him. The world maybe has forgotten, but I will never forsake people that I have loved and created. I said, Zagbalafio, God has spoken to you through this chapter, hasn't he? Zagbalafio agreed and we read together these verses, if you could read them with me. How can you say the Lord does not see your troubles, O oh, Israel? He gives power to the weak. And strength to the powerless. If God has used those verses in your life at some time to bring comfort to you. To bring hope in a difficult time, and new life. Um, God has comforted you so that you could be a comfort to our world. If you come this morning and you feel like you've been broken. If you feel full of guilt or pain or if you feel um, abandoned. God is there. And he offers you his comfort. And as he comforts us, his people, he does that so that we can comfort our world. Jesus says to us, come to me, all who are heavy laden, carrying burdens, tired, and I will give you rest. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. You shall find rest for yourselves.
1: has not been broken. Who here among us is without guilt or pain? So oft abandoned by our transgressions, if such a thing as grace exists, then grace was made for lives like this.
0: with our burdens we ask for your comfort so that we can be the comfort of the world so that we can be your body and your hands and your feet and your heart and offer your hope and your comfort to our hurting world thank you thank you jesus amen